Coming up on Golf Today, so how will you remember the year that was? The players, the moments, the mayhem that visited the game we love. We look at the highs, the lows, and everything in between. And the winners of the QBE shootout, Tom Hokey and Saith Tagala stopped by to talk about their big week in Naples, Nelly Corda's magic, and what this event will look like in 2023. And the wait is over for Tim O'Neill, who punched out Q School at long last and now has a PGA Tour Champions card for 2023. You'll meet Tim in moments where? Right here on Golf Today. Golf Today. Right, we are just a few days away from seeing Tiger and Charlie teared up again at the PNC Championship in Orlando. This tournament is a 36-hole scramble event that features 20 teams consisting of a major champion or players champion teaming up with a family member who doesn't hold a tour card of any kind. So let's check out some of these notable tee times, shall we, for round one on Saturday. How about Jordan and Nelly Corder heading out with their farm fathers at 11.23 a.m. Eastern. You've then got defending champions Big John and Little John Daly at 11.36. 72-time LPGA Tour winner Arnica with his son, uh, her son, I should say, Will at 11.49. And then the piece de resistance JT and his father Mike partnering up with Tiger Woods and son Charlie just after midday. This is going to be some entertaining stuff as we welcome you into our studio today. Golf Today with you, Anna Jackson, alongside Damon Hack. We've got Paige McKenzie joining us in just a little bit on what is, ladies and gents, the last show of the year. Wow. I know, very exciting. It's been a big year. We've got a lot to get to in the next hour. And I tell you what, that field that we're seeing on Orlando, that is a gift. So Absolutely. human me on this one, D-Hack. What is the best gift that golf has received this year? Wow, that, that's a big question. Lots of different choices. I'm going with Tiger Woods on that Monday at Augusta National Golf Club at the Masters. I've covered the Masters more than a dozen times. I've seen Tiger quite a bit at Augusta National. But the energy was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. Usually it's awe and, like, appreciation for what he's done. This was, like, gratitude and love for Tiger putting his body back together to walk these fairways and greens. You know, we don't know how many more times he's going to do it, but it was just a different energy around Tiger than I've ever experienced. A Monday, usually kind of sleepy, folks kind of, you know, easing their way into the tournament. There was just out-and-out -out adulation, joy, thankfulness, and gratitude for Tiger even being out there. It felt like Woodstock, it was a happening. It wasn't just a practice round. It was. That opening round on Thursday as well, I think the whole golfing world was just a light. And also, how about the Open Championship as well? Just yeah. to have Tiger there at the old course again. He knows that maybe that is the last time he'll be walking over the Swilkin Bridge in competition, perhaps. And he knows how special that week was. And he was waving to the, to the crowds and he had the world's media on it. That was a moment that we'll never forget. I think for me, though, 
the best gift that golf has going into 2023. That is our reigning world number ones mm. on both the men and the women's side. Rory McIlroy, Lydia Kerr. I'm also going to shout out as well to Kit Popert, who's the number one ranked a disabled golfer. We had him on the show yesterday and he was just fantastic. But Rory has just sort of evolved into this incredibly important figure in the game this year. You know, he's so honest and open and poignant about these huge issues that we were not expecting to have to deal with. Not only that, he's number one in the world, number one on the DP World Tour, number one on the PGA Tour. I mean, there's really not much that he has a success. I won't put a major championship in there. We know that will always haunt him for the moment. But also Lydia, you know, child prodigy. She's grown up in front of her eyes. She's now just become this independent woman who's mm. just right back to where she belongs. And going into next year, we could not have better players at the top of the ranking. Yeah, those are two players that we ask a lot of uh, with their game, with their voices. You know, we ask them to be ambassadors and thought leaders. And both of them, I feel like they carry themselves with, with great aplomb and, and really wise beyond their years. Lydia Ko has experienced some, some huge highs and lows, and Rory McIlroy the same. I agree, though. That's a fantastic choice to look ahead to 2023. Speaking of gifts, about Tom Hoagie and Saeed Tagala wrapped up their year with a nice present thanks to their team victory on Sunday at the QBE shootout in Naples. The duo finished the week at 34 under par, and for the fifth consecutive year, 30 under or better is the winning score at this event. I like to say birdies and eagles available in Naples. Both Hoagie and Tagala joined the list of players to win the QBE shootout in their first appearance. Not a big list. They become the first team of rookies to win since Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele back in 2011. And Tom and Sahith join us now, guys. Congratulations, Tom. Despite the best intentions, not every partnership works. How did this one start, first of all, and why did it work? Uh, you know what? Uh... I'm going to give credit to my, Kenry, my caddy, Henry Diana. Um, I think he, he kind of put it together with Sahith and his caddy as well and uh, got us teamed up here for this. And I was super excited from the get-go. You know, Sahith's been playing great all year. Um, felt like we've been playing pretty pretty good golf, both of us heading into this event. And uh, I was excited to get down to Naples and tee it up with him because I felt like we'd have a good chance. And that you did. You had a very good chance indeed. You guys played some fantastic golf all week long. So Heath, just talk us through that moment on the 72nd hole, the opportunity for that winning putt, knowing that the opposite team did have a chance to force a playoff. What was going through your mind and just how good did it feel when you see that ball hit the bottom of the cup? Oh, gosh. I, that, that was such a good feeling, you know, especially uh, there's something about playing for your partner that, that heightens the moment a little bit more. And, and you know, Tom really just freed me up he made so many good putts and and he still had a putt after me so just knowing that he had a good chance of making it freed me up a little bit and and, and i'll be honest when i made it i thought okay we've kind of secured ourselves a playoff like ryan and charlie have been putting so well and playing so well we you know i figured one of them would make it but um yeah it, it, it felt really really good to sink that putt so speaking of playing for your partner next year qbe will be a mixed team event what value did nelly corda and lexi thompson add to the event Oh, it was it was incredible, Damon. I mean, I, I think Max and Kiz really did a good job of of just stating how you know incredible Nelly was just as a golfer. But even for me, like it was really my first time you know being up close and personal with with Lexi and Nelly and and seeing them hit balls and and just the you know the crowd they bring in and and how good they are for the game. I, I think that the mixed event idea is is, is genius and um, it's going to bring more more eyes to the game. And and I think. This is something that's a long time coming, too. I think uh, in the past they did something like that where it was a little bit mixed, but 
um yeah i think that's that's really big for the game and and i'm very excited for that because um gosh i don't i don't think i don't think uh those top uh lpj golfers get enough credit for how freaking good they are i mean they're just robots it's it's so good Yes, preach it, Sahith. This is what we've all been saying. And I think the golfing world is is so ready for some more mixed events. And it was so much fun seeing you guys out there. And Tom, I mean, for you, this has just been such a big year. Last season was your eighth year on tour. You finally broke through and got that first PGA Tour win at Pebble Beach. I know at the time you said it had been so long since you won that you'd forgotten how to celebrate. Um, and here you are 10 months later winning. Of course, an unofficial event, but still, I'm sure it tastes almost just as sweet. How important has this year been for you the trajectory of your career yeah it's been great you know just a lot of events that um i always grew up wanting to play in you know all the majors this last year to get to play in the tour championship and then you know carry it forward to great events like the qbe shootout um it's been a blast um a little bit disappointed they're switching the format because i'd love to run this back with sahith again next year and see how we could do but uh shoot maybe we'll have to find a member guest or something to play in the team up again here soon <laughs> no doubt about it. And Sahith, I remember meeting you at the old course. I was bothering you during your practice round, just the gratitude you had just for holding a PGA Tour card. How will you maintain that, that youthful exuberance, that gratitude as the years and travel kind of wear on? Yeah, that's uh, – I appreciate that, Dim. But I, I just think that's um, – I'm just so grateful for, for what I have and, and being able to do what I love and, and kind of being able to spread that joy with, with – golf fans and, and fans everywhere and um i don't think that's something i'm ever going to lose sight of and and hopefully my family and friends keep me accountable too but i just love it so much and and i love competing and, and golf so much that i think you know every even right now like every new opportunity i get i, I still feel the nerves and i still feel the excitement that that comes with it so um yeah just uh i think right now it's just been a good blend of of being thankful and and you know, keep working hard and, and doing what I've been doing to get me in this position. So, yeah, I'm just uh, very excited for what the future holds. And you should be. I mean, Sahith, you had such a fantastic rookie season, so many close calls already at the Travelers and Heartbreak as well at Phoenix. I mean, you had the whole crowd behind you that week and it was just so much fun to watch. I mean, you said yourself that you've exceeded your own expectations in just your first year on tour. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that and kind of how you're resetting your expectations going into your second season? Yeah, uh, thank you. And I'm, yeah, I, you know, it's crazy. I, I've said before, like, I didn't have any expectations when when I got my tour card because um, my only, like, goal was to, to get my tour card. And then my, I guess my only goal once I got that was to keep my tour card. So just kind of putting myself in contention early gave me a little bit more confidence and a little more self-belief in that, okay, maybe I'm long here. And, and, but also gave me kind of the wherewithal to, to kind of keep it going and and not really think about what I've been doing and, and the progress arc has been great. So um, as the new year started, I really didn't have any more expectations or goals. It was really nice to be able to set my schedule for this year and know that I'm in the majors and the and the invitationals. So um, yeah, it's it's more of the same, honestly. Like I just look at it a week to week basis and and you know, my game has just been getting better and I just want to stay on that track. And if, if the results come, then then so be it. And if not, then I'm just going to keep putting in the work. Tom, how about for you? Your name was kind of bandied about there, maybe a little look-see for the President's Cup. How much are you thinking about the Ryder Cup or some different goals for 2023? 
Yeah, I think kind of what uh, Saha said, you know, my focus has always been on trying to get better. And I think, you know, from, from college through Corn Ferry days, now um, into my ninth turn tour, I do feel like I've gotten better each year. And um, I put more stock in that. So, you know, I was close for that President's Cup. Um, you have a little bit of success like this last week. I think more than anything, it's motivating to get back out there and just keep working and try and, uh, try and keep riding this wave as long as we can. Well, both of you have had a fantastic year and you have finished it off with a bang. Uh, so congratulations. I'm sure it'll make Christmas taste that little bit sweeter. And uh, have a great rest of the year. And we look forward to seeing you next season. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. everyone. As we wrap up 2022, let's take another look at the Comcast Business Tour Top 10. Recent FedEx Cup history suggests one of the top 10 golfers will leave the Tour Championship in Atlanta with the title. In fact, five of the last six FedEx Cup winners were in the top 10 going into the postseason. Wow, how about that? Good stuff. We are just getting started here on Golf Today. Stay with us as on the other side of the break. We're joined by a player who made it through the eight-round grind of LPGA Q Series. Yes, that is Davey Weber, now has status for the LPGA Tour in 2023 and joins with more on her journey next. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Friday. Friday. It's almost like whoever named Friday knew it should be celebrated with free fries. Free fries Friday at McDonald's. Get a free medium fries with any purchase of a dollar or more on the McDonald's app. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Offer valid through 9.30 to participate in McDonald's. Excludes tax. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. Welcome back to Golf Today. Well, on Sunday, a total of 46 players earned LPGA cards at Q Series following a 144-hole eight-round grind over two weeks. The first full-field LPGA event of the season will take place March 23rd through 26th at the LPGA Drive-On Championship. And one of those players to make it through is the Netherlands' very own Davy Weber. So it was quite a journey for Weber to get to this point as we flash back to the Pelican Women's Championship last month. Davy Weber double bogeyed her penultimate hole thinking that she needed to be more aggressive than needed and that costly error left her at number 101 on the CME points list. One spot out of keeping her full tour card. However, thanks to her performance at Q Series, Weber is now headed to the LPGA Tour. The college golf team noticed the accomplishment. University of Miami sending out their Congratulations. Terrific school, by the way. Powerhouse academically and sports as well. Congratulations to our Canes Golf alumni. And the bio is impressive. I tell you what, she was the runner-up in the 2016 NCAA Championship. Earned that LPGA card for the Q Series for the 2022 season. Then finished 101st, as you mentioned, in the race to the CME Globe to lose the card. Only the top 100 
kept their cards and finished T28 and T Series to get that card back. And Davey joins us now. You had to get over that Pelican finish pretty quickly and focus on Q Series. What was that journey like for you from disappointment to elation? Um, honestly, I think that bounce back was pretty quickly. Um, Pelican was kind of sad. Um, like, I obviously didn't want to be at Q Series, but I just set my sights on playing a good tournament at the end of the year, which was Q Series, and did that. Davey, I can't imagine how much of a grind Q Series is. 144 holes, eight rounds of golf. Tell us. How do you make those two weeks just a little bit more bearable and keep your spirits up when there's so much on the line? Um, I think you kind of have to go into it knowing that it's a bit different than a normal tournament. Like a normal tournament, you're trying to win, you're trying to make very at Q school. Most people are trying to avoid mistakes, which obviously you're doing every round, but it's a little bit more emphasis on trying to not make as many mistakes as you would maybe in a normal tournament. And then I think just being efficient with your downtime, like not thinking about golf as much, um, trying to actually relax or like do some fun um, makes it a little bit more bearable. But um... I think we've lost uh, Davey Weber, who was a rookie Yes. Last season, had a lot thrown at her. You think about it, you go through a season, you miss out your card by one, you know, 101 and 100 players get in. It speaks a lot to her stick-to-itiveness that she was able to turn that disappointment into getting a card back and it, successful. A hundred percent. And I mean, I think her story is very relatable to a lot of rookies. She said she really struggled to kind of find that momentum at the beginning of the season because there's so much that you're discovering. You're learning to travel and you're learning to live out of hotel rooms yeah. and you're figuring out where you're going to be starting. And she said by the time she found her groove, it was too late. And mm. she kind of ran out of events to gather enough points and then just finished 101st on the CME group points list. So, I mean, she's come through so much. And I believe we have got Davey back with us on the line because we are so desperate to hear more about your story, Davey, if you're out there. Can you hear us, Davey? I can hear you guys. Sorry, I I'm in Salt Lake and the connection in Salt Lake is always really bad for some reason. <laughs> um, so I apologize for that. It's all those skiers. The skiers on the mountains. Work. No, no, no worries whatsoever. But what I was that so. rookie season like for you, experiencing new things, new courses, travel, hotels, et cetera? Um, it was a bit different. Um, obviously, Epson is pretty real. Like, the vibe is very different from LPGA. I think LPGA is a lot more serious. There's a lot more things going on um, besides just playing golf, um, which is something I really had to get used to. I had to, like find my group a little bit, find the people that I wanted to hang out with and play practice rounds with. Like, everything was new for me, and I thought that was pretty difficult the first half of the season, I think. Also, wanting to be able to prove myself but not really knowing where I would stack up um, between players was difficult. Like, I wasn't quite sure, like, which goals to set because I didn't want to be too ambitious but also not too like relax with it so that was difficult for me and eventually i found my groove but like you guys just said like it was just a little too late um so i'm really happy that i'm back on the lpga so that i have a bit better sight of like where i stand and want to accomplish next year 
Well, Davey, we're so happy for you that you've regained. You fought back and you're back on the LPGA Tour and it's so great to see you there. And uh, fingers crossed for your second season. It should be a great year. We look forward to following you. Thank you, guys. All right, folks, we've got another great story to share on the other side of the break. How about Tim O'Neill reversing his Q-School curse, headed for the PJ Tour Champions? The 50-year-old joins us. We return after the break. Friday. Friday. It's almost like whoever named Friday knew it should be celebrated with free fries. Free fries Friday at McDonald's. Get a free medium fries with any purchase of a dollar or more on the McDonald's app. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Offer valid through 930 to participate in McDonald's. Excludes tax. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We're back on Golf Today. Now the final stage of PGA Tour Champions Q School wrapped up on Friday as five players secured full PGA Tour Champion status for 2023. Richard Green earned medalist honours at TPC Scottsdale, while Wes Short Jr., David McKenzie, Brian Cooper and Tim O'Neill also earned full status for next year. Speaking of Tim, it's been quite the journey for the 50-year-old to get to this point. He's played professional golf for some two decades, during which he's made 154 Corn Ferry Tour starts. He's come up short a couple of times, missed out on getting his PGA Tour card in 2000 and 2004. He missed getting his card by a single shot and at it for a long, long time. Nine career wins on the APGA Tour, three wins on PGA Tour Latino America, never earning that PGA Tour card. Finished T3, though, at the 2022 PGA Tour Champions Q School to earn his card for 2023. We're so pleased to be joined by Tim now. Congratulations, buddy. Folks have been following your career for a long time, this chase for full status. Q School has been a bit of a boogeyman, I think. When you walked off that green on Friday with the card secured, what was going through your mind? Well, when I walked off the green, actually, I didn't know. There were still quite a few players behind me. And, uh, you know, there was a chance that I could probably be in a playoff for to earn one of those spots. So it was about 20 minutes or so before it was a sigh of relief, uh, finally earning status. So it, it, it took a few minutes. It was nerve-wracking. You know, it was a tough, long week, stressful. Um, but after I earned status, it was just a huge sigh of relief. Tim, your relationship with Q School goes back pretty much over 20 years now. When someone says the words Q School to you, what sort of emotions and, and feelings do you get which are associated with the highs and the lows that you've had? Well, I mean, um, Q School's tough. Uh, 
it's, uh, you know, you have, you know, three stages, you know, when you're trying to get on the PGA tour and it's, it's just a, you know, it's just, there's three weeks out of the year where you have to play really well. And, uh, you know, you know, it's going to be stressful. Um, so you just go out there and, you know, just try to do the best you can, but it's, it's never easy. Um, anyone that's going to Q school, the emotions that you go through, it's, it's like being on a roller coaster. And I'm finally glad I'm off of it. Well, you are, but you had a lot of ground to make up the last couple of rounds to get one of those five spots. I was on the leaderboard. Check it out. It seemed like your putter was a little bit cold. Then you make 13 birdies over the last two days. What changed for you? Uh, the putter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pretty much the putter. Yeah, the first two rounds, I actually hit it pretty well. Uh, just wasn't making anything. And, uh, you know, finally, you know, it was a, the greens were a little grainy, and, and my caddy kind of helped me with the grain the last two rounds. Um, big shout out to him. Um, he was a huge part of me uh, being able to make putts the last two rounds. But yeah, I had to make up, had to make up some ground the last 36 holes, and I played really solid. Um, 13 birdies, one bogey, 65-65. Um, so it was a nice way to close it out to, to finally earn status. And Tim, you know, you've had some really tough breaks in your career. You know, it feels like everybody's lowlights are those moments that people tend to focus on. They're the big stories. But for you, you know, you've also had some highlights. What are those sort of fond memories that you'll look back in your career? And you've still got a lot of fun to come, but those moments that will always put a smile on your face when you look back. Uh, I mean, always, you know, the wins are always nice. And you always remember the tournaments that you've won. You know, won three times down in Latin America and, other mini tour events. So, you know, I'm always, you know, reflecting on, you know, the good play. So that's, that's mainly what I, I try not to dwell on the, on the negative stuff and the, in the bad tournaments, but uh, just always playing well and, and the tournament wins that I've had out there. Tim, I'm going to throw a little Bernard Langer comp at you. You look exactly the same to me as you did 20 years ago. How have you stayed so sharp physically over the last couple of decades? Uh, I don't know, you know, uh, I still put in a little gym time and trying to keep up with the young guys, you know, playing. Um, so that, that probably has a lot to do with it. You know, I try to eat as best as I can. And um, I don't know, I guess, you know, genetics probably has something to do with that too. Uh, so who knows? So luckily I can, I can just keep it going and try to stay in shape and, and see what I can do next year on the, on the Champions Tour. You know that Damon only asked that now that he's in the 50s club himself. He's looking for some tips on how to stay fresh out there. But, <laughs> Tim, you said, uh, you said this, getting your card for the PGA Tour champions feels like a fresh start. You know, what does a fresh start look and feel like for Tim O'Neill? Well, you know, I've been going this for a long time, trying to go on the PGA Tour, and, and uh, I fell short a couple times. And, you know, now earning status and being able to set a schedule and being able to play with some of the best players in the world and some of the guys I know out there. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, to uh, you know, just playing some courses I've never seen and, and just having some fun out there. And, you know, I'm just going to make the best of it. And uh, definitely, hopefully, I'll be out there for a long time. Tim, how have you maintained your optimism and your love of this game, which can you know, be not just difficult, but heartbreaking from time to time. How have you maintained your joy in your pursuit of this career? Uh, you know, there, there was a time where, uh, uh, you know, golf, golf can beat you up, and, and it was very tough, uh, uh, where, you know, I thought I wasn't going to make it, or, you know, I wanted to, I thought about quitting, and then, you know, my mom was uh, very strong on me not quitting, and she was the one that kind of 
pushed me not to to really hang it up. And because um, anyone that's played golf, you know, you're going to lose more than you win. So it's just a matter of, you know, persevering and, and then just, you know, keep looking forward and, you know, just trying to uh, stay focused on on your goal, really. Um, so that's that's for me. That's that's one of the main things that I've I've always done. You know, I mean, my mom passed away two years ago, and you know, I just wish she could be here to see me do this. But it's 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 been nice to finally make it, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy right now, and I can't wait for for next year. A lot of joy, a lot of elation, clearly, and I know your mom is looking down on you today. When you think about next year, how do you kind of turn the page from? Elation, I'm glad I have a car to standing on a tee box with Fred Couples and Jim Furyk and Bernhard Langer and saying, I'm ready to go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with you. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's not over yet. Now that I've made it, you know, I have to work even harder yet now. Um, but the goal is not just to get here. The goal is to win and stay. So um, so now it's really time to, to get to work, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to the season, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. Tim, I was among the many uh, hitting refresh quite a bit, uh, watching your scores at Q School. A couple 65s, that's pretty strong. Congratulations, a long time coming. Enjoy the holidays. We'll speak to you soon. Hey, thank you. Always enjoy watching you guys. Thank you. Awesome stuff there from Tim O'Neill. All righty, we'll stay with us here on Golf Today as we're wrapping up 2022 on the show. But how will this year in the game be remembered? Paige McKenzie joins us next with her takeaways. All right, folks, time now to rewind, look back at 2022. Lots to talk about and appreciate about this scene at Augusta National, Anna, this year, Tiger teeing it up his first official PGA Tour event since the 2020 Masters. Woods had been unable to compete following a serious leg injury in the car accident from 2021, finished with consecutive rounds of 78 to finish at 13 over par. But just the fact that he was there mm. was a win. Some of the best scenes that you'll ever see. Well, how about this? Rory McIlroy, despite not winning a major, accomplished a rare feat in 2022. In August, at the Tour Championship, he overcame a six-shot deficit in the final round to defeat Scotty Scheffler and become the first player in PGA Tour history to win the FedEx Cup three times. And then, of course, in November, at the DP World Tour Championship, Rory finished as Europe's top-ranked golfer on the DP World Tour rankings for the fourth time in his career and the first time since 2015. Not a bad year, Damon. Hashtag roars. How about hashtag lids in the women's game? Lydia Ko won the CME Group Tour Championship by two shots over Leona McGuire, securing her 19th career LPGA Tour win and a $2 million check besides. Co-earned Player of the Year honors, won the Vare Trophy for the second straight season. That's right. But of course, one of the biggest stories of the year in professional golf was the beginning of the Saudi-backed Live Golf League, which presented itself as a direct competitor to the PGA Tour and in the process signed several of the game's biggest names, including major champions Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brits Kepka, and Bryson DeChambeau. So to reflect a little bit further on 2022, let's welcome in Paige McKenzie for the last time this year on Golf Today. Paige, it has been, how do I say, one heck of a year. How do you think we are going to sum up 2022? <laughs> Uh, I think it's an emergence story. And when you talk about Tiger, Rory, and Lydia, it's a re-emergence. Uh, we saw Tiger come back from injury. We saw Rory and Lydia get back to the top of the game. It's pretty incredible. 
But then you talk about the emergence of what Live Golf was, and it's almost impossible to ignore the kind of impact that it's made on golf and professional golf in particular. And it doesn't take long, and Damon and Anna, you probably remember this storyline from last year when we talked about what was the biggest story of 2021. And we said probably it was Phil Mickelson winning the PGA because as it relates to historic wins, that was going to go down in the history book as pretty special. What's crazy, I think, when you look at 2022 is that this man who took such incredible pride in that win and boasted for, for weeks, months on end about the win and where it put him in the history books, he was unable to defend a lot having to do with the live fallout and emergence and the story that went along uh, with with what he said to one of the reporters. So it's striking to me that you have what was one of the greatest players of, of last year in the historic win that he had at the PGA. Fast forward, can't even defend his title due to the emergence of live. It's interesting, Paige. One of the things I'll take away from this year, and those are fantastic points that you're making, is how golf handled this situation. You know, we've seen mm. NFL lockouts and baseball strikes. We, we don't see this kind of strife visit the game of golf that often. As a player yourself, how concerned are you that what's happening mm. in the game is kind of staining the reputation of golf, which we've always thought is above board? I never put golf on the pedestal that I think a lot of other people did. I, I think I, the rose-colored glasses came off pretty quick. Uh, when I was a rookie, but I think your point is valid and that it's created a systemic strife. It was started out saying, you know what, they can do what they want to do to, we don't want them coming back. And that hostility, I don't think was expected in the beginning of how this happened, um, but I'm very curious to see how it's going to continue to play out because it didn't, the way that this year ended, it, it didn't strike me as a, a friendly situation in the game. And that to me is, is detrimental just on a personal level from a, from a player's perspective, knowing that you have friendships and uh, longtime acquaintances that, that could potentially, because of business decisions, be, be separated. And I think that's part of it. You know, we heard rumors that this Saudi Golf League was going to be mm. a part of the golfing landscape, but I don't think anybody could have anticipated just how hostile the environment has become between the two and, and this big divide down the middle. You know, I was looking back at articles uh, at the end of 2021 that were sort of previewing potential storylines heading into 2022. And it was sort of loose rumors, you know, perhaps there is a rival league coming out uh, funded by Saudi Arabia, but keep an eye on it. You know, they haven't got any big players right now, so it's probably nothing to worry about. And all of a sudden, fast forward to February, and Phil comes out with those comments, and it's just snowballed snowballed, snowballed, until now it is, if not the defining storyline of the year. I mean, David, are you surprised about how much traction Liv has got this year? I am. I am. I'm surprised it's been as um, much a talking point as it has been. I'm surprised that the, some of the players that they took are some quality players as well. And I think Paige is yeah. so smart to kind of put Phil Mickelson at the center of this story because of his accomplishment not just in 2021, but in the game at large, kind of where he sat in terms of the popularity and how much the fans love and loved in some ways. Some have put him away now. They don't discuss him, don't root for him anymore. Some still do, but just how, how much he was out front and center in this game to almost being a Voldemort-type person, uh, he who should not be named, removing himself 
from social media. For months, he went dark. He grew a beard. He changed his look. It just was a fascinating evolution of a player who had been everybody's favorite next-door neighbor, Paige, to somebody suddenly no one wanted to talk about. It's it's fascinating, um, Damon. And, and being on the ground, actually, at the U.S. Open, when he was there, you wouldn't know it amongst the crowds of the general population that follow golf. Uh, so maybe you and I in this internal group that really fully kind of grasps, grasps what live means as it relates to the competition amongst the, or against the PGA Tour kind of understands that you might be saying his name in whispers, but I don't also know what the general golfing public sees because they seemed really excited to see Phil Mickelson inside the ropes. It didn't matter where, it didn't matter who he was representing. Um, so th that is, is also fascinating wrinkle, is how, how will this impact his legacy? Uh, what, what I found to be uh, maybe even more intriguing as it relates to pulling players is the Cameron Smith uh, towards the end of the season because the previous group of players either seemed a bit older or perhaps had injuries that they may be dealing with but didn't have the kind of impact on the future of the PGA Tour the way that I feel like Cameron Smith could be and the fact that he won the, the Open Championship and then shortly thereafter is when he left. Um, so you have a reigning major champion that no longer plays on the PGA Tour. To me, that was pretty significant as it relates to this whole dynamic. Yeah, it was a shocking year. I think we can all say that, one that we certainly didn't see coming into quite this extent. But 2023, this storyline will continue to unfold. It will continue to be fascinating. Paige, thank you for your insight as always. And I believe that is the last time that we're seeing you here on Golf Today uh, this year. So we will see you very soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas, Paige <laughs> McKenzie. I got some news today, by the way, the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour jointly announcing an expansion to the relationship with the Korea Professional Golfers Association that will see the KPGA's Genesis Point Award winner earn membership on the DP World Tour for the ensuing season, beginning with the current 2023 campaign and the launch of a brand new $2 million tournament in Korea. Now, a raft of benefits will also see the top finishers on the Genesis Point list or entry into various stages of the DP World Tour qualifying school, which takes place later in 2023. Okay, good stuff. That's the kind of news you want to see. Yeah. All right, well, coming up on Golf Today, it is time to put a bow on 2022. What was golf's best gift this year? We reveal some of your answers on the other side of the break. Folks, NBC Sports BetCast, powered by PointsBet, is back tonight on NBC Sports Chicago, featuring a matchup of great rivals, the Bulls and the Knicks. All PointsBet users in eligible states can take advantage of the PointsBet Power Hour today from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Our own Paige McKenzie, you just saw her. She will be there dropping some knowledge. Check out the PointsBet USA app for boosted odds on the first basket score for the Bulls versus the Knicks. So I'm looking forward to watching some golf this weekend. I'm right. hoping to play some golf. I'm taking the family down to Florida ah, for the holidays. So I'll be in Orlando oh, and I'll be in South Florida. I got golf clubs and a tennis racket as well. Yeah, take the golf clubs out of the garage, put them on the plane, yes. get down to Florida, start shaking some of that rust off. I'm going to be here in Connecticut. I've managed to twist my family's arm and say I'm not flying back to England this year. You're coming here. So that's How about that? That's all we Do you want a white Christmas? Do you want some snow on the Why 25th? Not?
Absolutely. I'm all in the festive spirit. No doubt. It's been a lot of fun. A Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to our yes. viewers. Golf Central, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see, see you, you in 2023. See you later.